0: Who goes number one overall? What do teams do with multiple top 10 picks? Welcome. This is our first Mock Draft Monday. We're going to start doing this every week. Today's format is today's, and next week's will be a little bit different. Welcome to Locked On NFL Draft.
1: You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Locked On NFL Draft. I'm your host, former NFL and NFL defensive back, Eric Krauger. and As always, I'm joined by my guy, Ryan Tracy. And we both want to thank you for making us your first listen of this day. It's it's mock Draft. Monday. We're getting to that time. We're talking about prospects. We're digging into it. And uh, today we're going to hit you guys with the top 10, what we think is going to happen and really kind of go into detail about the thought process and the mentality of the scouts and GMs. But first I want to ask you, how you doing, Ryan?
0: I'm good. It was a good weekend. A lot of good ball games. Uh, Kansas City, like I think resurrected some demons. So I had to cover that game. That was pretty good. Um, and you know, it, it's got me thinking a lot of like what we saw this weekend particularly with the top pick in the draft, like where are they going to go? How is this all going to compute? And I think things are settling in. I'm pretty excited about it. Well, things
1: are settling in. And right now it's looking like the Detroit Lions probably going to be the number one overall. They're going to have the number one overall pick. You do see some teams kind of battling for that with the Houston Texans. They're not doing very well. But right now we're going to kind of stick with the Lions who they are definitely struggling and they can use a lot of help. So with the first overall pick, Detroit Lions and Ryan Tracy, is on the clock what are you thinking
0: you know there, there's two schools of thought there always are and folks we're going to h- highlight different uh mock engines as we go through these so if you are on the youtube channel you can see what we're doing on the screen and we'll kind of vary everything we're going to start this week with the, the draft network our old friends who used to run this show they still have that machine and it works and when you get to that point it comes down to two trains of thought and really it all revolves around that draft uh whether this is something you expect to do again you never any team that worth its salt expects never to have another number one pick again right so it comes back to that golf trade and do you see somebody that you feel is the caliber enough to take a risk on to try and give him some competition and eventually replace him i don't think this class is really up to the par and what you see here is the current standings on this particular simulator is that Kenny Pickett stands at number 11 overall on their board. I don't actually think he's probably that high on the Lions board, to tell you the truth. Will he or the the top quarterback eventually get there? I think so, because they're going to get artificially pushed up just like they do every year. But the difference becomes, is it enough right now when you have golf in-house? And I, I don't think that that is. So then it comes back to what are the other key positions for the lions they need to get some pass rush um, there right. are other keys and you can see here quarterback edge uh cornerback i agree with all those his needs and they're all you know that the big four positions so it comes down to who's number one and who can do the most things right now it feels like to me that aiden hutchinson is riding high he's a michigan kid he's he's been there done that it's just a little too easy so even though it's a little cliche for this first one I'm going to go with Aiden Hutchinson for the
1: okay. Detroit Okay. Okay. The Detroit Right, right. You like that it's one? Like okay. Aiden Hutchinson. Well, because, you know, if you would have asked guys just even a few weeks ago, I think it would be hands down Kayvon Thibodeau. And mm-hmm. with the number two overall pick, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars on the board. Now, this is a team who just recently drafted Josh Allen. J- Josh Allen is solid. Mm-hmm. I feel like they could use a lot of help in other places, especially along the offensive line. Is there that one offensive lineman that's just a can't miss prospect right now? I I, I see, you know, Evan Neal. You know, he's a guy that a lot of people like in his top prospect. Now here, now here's the thing, and I'll ask you what you would do. Would you use the top pick on an Evan Neal at that spot? We have to. You have to protect your franchise quarterback. Or would you just go with the best overall prospect right now that's available, which is Kayvon Thibodeau? I, you know, I, I'll, I'll ask you after I make my pick what you would do, but I, I could see them potentially maybe trading back. But uh-huh. right here, again, I just I value my my young quarterback and Thibodeau. He's a terrific prospect. You you want to get that franchise changing pass rusher? But I'm going with Evan Neal here out of Alabama. I'm taking the offensive lineman. I have to protect my guy, Trevor Lawrence. And Trevor Lawrence has been a a guy, anytime you watch the Jacksonville Jaguars game, you see him running for his life. That has to stop. I think it stops or actually puts, you know, kind of a somewhat halt to it by drafting Evan Neal out of Alabama with the number two overall pick.
0: I got to tell you, I like what you did. That's probably what I would do too. Uh, We're going to get in that conversation with a couple other young quarterbacks as well, but helping the biggest investment that you have, especially when you're in this situation where, A lot of teams try to build the offensive line up before you select the quarterback. And then he can walk in and feel protected. But at this point, I think it's got to be prior number one. I like what you did there. Changes some of the things that I'm going to do with the next pick, starting with the Houston Texans. We're going to get to that one after this.
1: First, we want to talk to you guys a little bit about direct tv stream all right and does this sound familiar you've got one device that lets you catch the game live you have another one that lets you stream your favorite tv shows you're watching all the highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbor's best friends in for all the good stuff well i'm here to talk to you about a much simpler way to get all of your entertainment that you love without the hassle of using all these different streaming platforms and a great way to get your tv together it's called Direct TV Stream. And it brings you live TV and on demand for your favorite shows right to one spot. Whether it's sports, movies, TV shows, it's all in one place. That means no more, you know, juggling all the remotes that you guys have at your house on your coffee table. You know, there's no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part about it, there's no annual contract. So you can get out of it anytime that you want. So get rid of the clutter right now and the confusion and get. Your TV together by getting Direct TV Stream. You can learn more about it by going to directtv.com. That's directtv.com. It's compatible devices required, and content varies by the package that you decide to get. All right, let's talk about deciding to get guys. And we're talking about prospects today. Right now, we're heading into the number three overall pick. What are you thinking?
0: You know, this is really similar. I'm a little surprised. I I didn't expect to have Thibodeau. So when I went through this little mental exercise to get us through the top 10 today, I was not prepared for that. So now it's got me thinking. It, it's all <laughs> about the turmoil that's going on with the Houston Texans program. And I am not convinced with the leadership there that they're all going in one direction. So I think this could end up being a debate. I think it could end up being... A part of the house, uh, an executive that will not be named, pulling in one direction. Uh, David Culley, who I think will be very, very specifically looking to increase his productivity on the offensive side of the ball. I hope that he retains that position. I know there's a lot of rumor back and forth. It's a tough situation David Culley's been put into uh, to drive the bus, so to speak in Houston. So I think it comes down to, especially if Thibodeau were to be on the board here, like, like you've left him so kindly for me. Thank you, Eric. Uh, <laughs> it, it becomes that debate. I think this might be the thing where somebody rushes to it. And again, because I'm not hundred percent convinced of what that decision-making process is going to be there. I'm going to jump it. And I'm going to say that they get a little bit desperate and because they don't wow. have a quarterback and they've had failure after failure, after failure, I think they're gonna jump it and go grab the top quarterback on their board. This happens to be Kenny Pickett right now. We'll see how it comes out later in the year, but I think they go for it.
1: Well, now that was a shocker, you know, because (laughs) Thibodeau, and I'm pretty sure people are gonna be watching this and listening to this and be like, Man, these guys are crazy. But some of it you don't want to reach for need. But Mm -hmm. some of this, again, we talk about Jacksonville Jaguars, you know, they have solid defense, but they have nobody protecting their main pass rusher. Look at the Houston Texans. They got this weird dynamic around the quarterback position, and and, and you look at how they're trying to solve it. That's another thing that we can't factor into this. You know, the Deshaun Watson aspect of things, and if they're able to, you know, trade him and get draft capital back, and maybe that allows them to have another pick inside the top 10 where they could draft, you know, a a Kayvon Thibodeau at this spot, and then potentially a quarterback a few picks later, you know, depending on how that whole thing plays out. But I like yeah. the way you're thinking, man. You know, if you think that Pickett is the guy and I like his skill set, obviously he can make all the throws. We've seen that athleticism put on full display, especially when he decides to use his legs. It's, it's, it's intriguing because of who you passed on at that spot. But I don't think the Houston Texans fans would probably, you know, I, I don't think they'd have any issues with that. But at the number four Man. spot, I mean you you basically threw me in an all Oop and I came through like Shaquille O'Neal dunking this. And I'm taking Kayvon Thibodeau. You look at the, the 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 New York Jets and their in their defense and needing a guy that's a difference maker. You know, I think with the New York Jets and you're watching them, especially with Robert Sala as a defensive coordinator. You know, I watched him a lot while he was in San Francisco. He wants to sit off in coverage and just get uh pass rush from his four guys up front. And right now, they just don't consistently have the dogs to be able to do that. So bringing in a guy like Kayvon Thibodeau, who's screaming off of the edge, who has that athleticism. And again, I know we're talking about him, you know, potentially dropping to number four, but we've seen this before. Just a few years ago mm-hmm. with Nick Bosa, you had Josh Allen. Josh Allen was a freak. He had 17 sacks or whatever he had that last year. He was 6'5", 250-something pounds. The athletic guy coming off the edge, edge with a high production, you know, but he failed to pick number seven overall. So I don't think it's too far-fetched to see a situation where Thibodeau ends up going number four overall to New York Jets. I think it's a great fit. I think it's exactly what the Jets need. I think it's what Robert Sala needs to really be able to uh, push what he wants defensively with his team and have that guy that just holds down the edge and attacks opposing quarterbacks. Now, they, they too could you know, potentially use some weapons on the outside, but this is not the, the, the time to get it, especially with a guy like Thibodeau on the board. So the New York Jets, mm-hmm. I, I think they rush to the podium here. There's no doubts. They are taking Kayvon Thibodeau. No questions about it.
0: Yeah, I, I have to think so as well. And, you know, it all comes back to that quarterback decision. I think it's really a question mark what the Texans will do, and, and we see that – Every year, somebody has something we don't expect, and it's a, a trickle-down effect. It's a domino effect. And I like what you did with, with Thibodeau. I think that fit is great. That brings us to uh, the Giants. And right now, in, in this scenario, they have back-to-backs. Uh, I think it'll actually go Jets, Giants, Jets, Giants, if I think that all the fallout from Sunday corrects itself. We'll see that when it's all over and said. But I, I think for the Giants, it, it comes back to a similar question. Do you support Daniel Jones with something more? Do you give him more targets? Do you try to support him on his line? Or do you try to give him a bookend and get more pass rush on the other side? Do you try to get some kind of lockdown on the other side? Because Stingley's sitting out here. He's an intriguing prospect, right? You have, I think, some experiments going on at the safety position as well. And I think for me, if I'm being the the lone evaluator here that gets to make this decision, it's really not much of a decision to me. I think the guy that can help the Giants overall the most is by manning the deep middle, being able to cover to side to side, and let the rest of that younger defense kind of catch up and be the alpha that you're trying to give a bookend to to Jones there on the offensive side. So I'm going to say Kyle Hamilton and put him in their backfield, and they're going to be pretty happy about that.
1: I love the pick. Obviously, you know I've raved about you know a guy that's six foot four, you know two hundred and twenty pounds. He just declared the other day, so it's official. He is heading to the NFL. He has the elite range that you want for a safety. He he's definitely a hybrid type guy who can play deep. He can come down. He could do some things in coverage. He's really high cut, high waisted, right? Really long legs. So. You might have somewhat of an, I don't want to say an issue, but, you know, the change of direction and things like that, maybe trying to get him in space against smaller, shifty guys, that could potentially be an issue. But overall, just his skill set and what he is from a coverage standpoint and against the run, I really like what he brings to the table, and that's definitely a guy that I would love to kind of lead my defense, especially back there on the back end. And a team like the Giants, I think that's exactly what they're looking for, but but not just a Kayvon Thibodeau. You know, when I look at them, they can they can use help at a plethora of positions, and I think another position that they can use help at is the cornerback position. So we're staying in the secondary, and it just so happens that there's a guy, Derek Stingley Jr. And you look at him and the ability he has. That's who I'm taking, man. He's on the clock now. You have your secondary set for years to come. Are there other areas that they could use? Obviously, you talked about the you know the the, the safety position. You talked about the quarterback position. And you look at some of the weapons that they have, I feel like the weapons are there, you know, guys to build around. So you don't need like an Alave or, you know, a, a Traylon uh, Burks or anyone like that. But let's continue to get better on the defensive side of the ball. I thought about maybe going, you know, potentially going offensive line here, but mm-hmm. just the opportunity to really solidify that secondary and bringing guys to play with, with Brad Berry, <laughs> I think this is an ideal situation for them to get two blue chip prospects in the secondary most teams typically don't have the opportunity to do something like this
0: yeah that's a good point and takes a little bit of pressure off because you hope that those additions on the backside of the defense are going to help slow down you're not going to have to put up quite as many points on the offensive side of the ball. That's to help as well so that leaves us with seven through ten we're going to finish this mock draft for the top 10 here coming up next after we get back from this
1: yeah, but first i want to talk to you guys about built bar And you guys have heard us talk about Built Bar, especially during the holiday, man. During the holiday season, that's what you need to grab. You need to grab your Built Bar. And, and, you know, it tastes more like a candy bar, even better than a candy bar. Built Bar is filled with so much good holiday goodness, rich and decent flavor, covered in 100% real chocolate, but has amazingly low calories, sugar, net carbs, fat, but high in all the right places, and is high in protein. So you get the best of both worlds, some really good deliciousness, but also a healthy snack. There are so many flavors that you'll be able to choose from and you're gonna have a hard time choosing them because they are so many different flavors and they're so good, whether it's raspberry, mint brownie, cherry, uh, double chocolate, cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie, cherry barcia. There's so many mouth-watering flavors. It's gonna be hard to figure out exactly which one you wanna get. Billboard gives you the extra fuel that you'll need when going shopping during the holiday season. I just went shopping today. Spent a kind of uh, shoot a few hundred dollars on my kids, and what I have in my pocket, I had a built bar, and I had the new marshmallow one, extremely good. All right, but what did that do? I'm trying to lose a little bit of weight. I'm in this contest right now. I was tempted to go, you know, to Cinnabon and get the thousand calorie Cinnabon, right? But I didn't do it. I grabbed that built bar out of my pocket, and I used that. Wow, I was hungry. So you're going to do that as well. You guys are going to go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 where you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off at built.com. And also, while you're at it, I don't know if you guys bet, but I definitely bet today. I came up $500 on the 49ers winning against the Cincinnati Bengals. They're covered. How did I do it? Bet online. And bet online has you covered for all season props and odds lines than ever before as the football season continues to march towards the playoffs bet online it remains the number one spot for all the sports action this season head over right now to the new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit just use the promo code locked on and receive your bonus today from basketball football NHL, boxing, UFC. Now, I know you guys saw some crazy UFC fights over the weekend. Some people won some money. All right. Back, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of this amazing offer that's available throughout the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Again, that's Bet Online, where the games start. All right. And we're starting back up in the draft. We are at pick. Eight, all right, we're at pick eight, right? No, no, seven. The, uh, pick Close seven, enough. excuse me. Pick yeah. seven, the New York Jets, we're staying in New York, all right? Man, that's four straight picks between the New <laughs> right. York teams. We're staying in New York and you have uh, the New York Jets on the clock. So what are you thinking right now?
0: Yeah, I, I'd be tempted, tempted to try and do something similar to what you just did. Not in the secondary, but along the front. Add on, you know, make a force multiplier to go with Thibodeau, right? After that selection that you made, I like that concept, but at the end of the day, I think what we've seen from Wilson's rookie year has been up, down, whatever. Like he came back from the injury, like had a really nice game, right? But with Becton's injury, with not having enough support there, I think the weapons you can address later in the draft, I I think this is probably the biggest no-brainer. If you hadn't done it at four, I have to do it here at seven. We have to give him another tackle. To help him out, protect him, whether it's blindside or not, it doesn't matter. You probably need three new starters on that line. I'm going to take Aquanu, plop him in there, let him battle it out for who's going to line up where. It doesn't matter to me. you got to protect that quarterback.
1: All right, so potentially move him to guard because they kind of have their their bookend tackles in there who they've spent a lot of draft capital on that guy. I I believe they drafted a guard last year in the top 20 as well. So they definitely have some... Yeah, they definitely have some uh, mm-hmm. offensive linemen there, but you, you can never have enough to really kind of buy time for your rookie quarterback. And a lot of it is, and I, I know people don't kind of understand this aspect of it, but everything right now from Zach Wilson, and I saw some people today talking really bad about him. He's a bust. Mm-hmm. He's washed. But everything is so spread up, spread, sped up in his mind. Everything yeah. is sped up. He He's seeing everybody moving at warped speed. How can you help your young guy who's not seeing the field extremely well and maybe get him to calm down a little bit? Well, get him some more offensive line help. Obviously, they've done a really good job of kind of putting some, you know, potentially good receivers around. He's kind of banged up with some injuries or whatnot. But adding depth at the offensive line and not just depth, a guy who could kind of step in and potentially play in the interior, I think that only helps your rookie quarterback moving forward. And everything has to be about getting him better because – If he fails, Robert Sala and staff, they fail as a unit as well, and they're all going to be out of a job.
0: Absolutely. I like that move. Now, the interesting thing is there's a change going on in the coaching staff for the offense down in Carolina, so what do they do there?
1: Well, I'm actually not going with the offensive line. I'm going defensive line. And this – I don't want to say this is going to be a shocker, but, you know, this this is a team who people have seen, like you said, you know, they just fired their offensive coordinator – And Joe Brady, who was the the hot shot offensive uh, guy, and he was just destined to be a head coach following this season, nah, he's been fired. I mean, they've gone through multiple quarterbacks. Whether it's Cam Newton, uh, they got the young kid from the XFL. Obviously, they had Sam Darnold. He's not been in there. So what I'm going to do with them, I'm not even really going to focus on the offense right now or the quarterback position, which maybe this is an opportunity for them to draft a quarterback. Not going to do it quite yet. I'm going to go interior defensive line with Jordan Davis out of Georgia. I mean, just huge guy, big, big, big uh, prospect there. Now I know a lot of people are going to probably show the highlight against Alabama where he stood up, but man, he was gassed. And maybe he's not a guy that's going to give you a ton of pass rush snaps per game, but to have him in there, be able to plug up that middle. I think he plays with really good quickness and lateral movement right now. Then Maybe he has to drop a few pounds and that's going to get him better. And that's one thing that, you know, even with my time in the NFL, being with the New York Jets, one thing they did with me was, and everybody else, they put you at a weight that they feel like you're going to be able to maximize your potential and your talent. And based off whatever that is, they want you there. So mine was between 193 and 195. If I was a pound over 195 or however many pounds over, I get fined $1,000 per pound over that weight. All right. You might have to do something like this with Jordan Davis, but obviously him being that big guy, that stout guy, that strong guy in the middle, and still have some of that quickness and athleticism, they're going to need to put see that on full display and have him play next to a defensive tackle that they drafted it in the top ten uh, just a couple of years ago out of out of uh, Auburn. So yeah, I like them being stout in that middle. I think that's a good spot for him and really kind of be able to build that interior while having a guy like Brian Burns on the outside, get stout on that defense, continue to build that again. And also they've, they brought in a lot of cornerbacks. See what they've done there. We'll see if Stefan Gilmore is there next year, but even if he's not Taylor out of Washington, done an awesome job. You got uh JC horn. He's coming back and they ha- also has JC Jackson. We'll see what happens there, but a ton of guys, uh, chin, they got, chin, they got a ton of secondary guys. Build up that front and at least have an identity as you still work on whatever's going on at the quarterback position.
0: Now, I'd like a pick a little bit ahead ago. Uh, ahead ago. A little bit ago is what I meant to say. Ahead of this selection. If this did happen, and I, I like the Davis pick, it's a little rich for me, and I'm, I'm big on the player. That might be a little too much for me. But if I'm Terry Fontenot, the Falcons GM, I am thanking you, clapping you. I'm sending you, you know, all kinds of care packages and that kind of thing. Because, unlike what I did earlier in giving a quarterback to the Houston Texans because of the turmoil around their, their quarterback, uh, I do think it's just as likely that they get something done in a trade here this particular offseason. That doesn't happen. This is the first slot where I think it becomes a real possibility because. You can either support the quarterback or you can replace the quarterback. That seems to be the two things. With the Pitts acquisition, you saw him start to be the player that they hope that he will grow into here later in the post-buy through this rookie year, right? Tight end is something that can help an underdeveloped rookie quarterback make that process better. And so this might be a situation where the Falcons say, if we do this right, we might not be ever picking in the top ten in the next ten years. We're going to take our chance now. We're going to take a quarterback, and we're going to move on from the Matt Ryan era. We're going to get going in a different direction. And quite frankly, the way that this has happened might be the way that they perform it. And going with a player that has wheels, that isn't a stand-up, stay-in-the-pocket passer quite as much. And I think nothing really highlights that more than Matt Corral being able to do things in two ways and give them a new breath of that offense, try to take it to the next level.
1: I like it, getting that quarterback, and that was something that a lot of people thought they'd potentially do this past offseason. They elected to the kind of pass on the quarterback. Sounded like they really liked Trey Lance. One guy mm-hmm. um who's big into the draft and has his ear to the ground on all these things and, and gets really good insight, Benjamin Albright. He said the 49ers did not take Trey Lance. Trey Lance would have been the Atlanta Falcon, and if he says it, I believe it. So yep. they definitely were looking for a quarterback, but maybe it was just the right guy. Once Trey Lance was off the board, they are like, all right, Let's go get this unicorn at tight end. And I've said it, too. That's the only pass catcher I would have taken in the top 10. Love that upside for him. And I love uh, Matt Corral being able to throw to him. But let's get to that last pick in the top 10. All right, got the Philadelphia Eagles. And I actually wanted to go quarterback here, but they have two picks uh, back-to-back right now. They got pick 10. They got pick 11. In the top 10, pick 10, I was going to take a quarterback. You took a guy. But I'm going to go with. Where's my guy at? Here we go. Edge rusher out of Michigan, David Ajabo, right? And now Michigan had two bookends. And we saw with Ada Hutchinson, he gets all the hype. But they also had another good edge rusher opposite him. Terrific edge rusher. You talk about athleticism and things like that, man. Michigan has been pretty good being able to pump out these defensive ends to the NFL. But the reason why this made more sense for me is I know they just uh, locked up sweat for a little bit. But you Mm -hmm. look at Brandon Graham. He goes down. He ruptured his Achilles. I believe it was in the 49ers game. So he's done for the year. He's getting a little bit older now. I think he's pushing 33 years old, potentially going on 34. So he might be a little bit late in his career. This is the perfect opportunity right now, especially with back-to-back picks uh, as it stands right now, to be able to address Mm -hmm. that edge-rushing spot moving forward. So that's who I'm going with to uh, really kind of solidify that that end spot. And now they have their two booking guys from here on out. David Ajobo, I really like I really like that pick right there. I think he's going to do a terrific job for them.
0: It's One of the quarterbacks, really though, you stole,
1: you stole my quarterback. But, uh, you know, <laughs> they, they probably should have traded up for him. But I, I like the end. And, again, Brandon Graham, him going down with that nasty injury. You don't know how guys are going to recover for, from that, especially later in their career. And even when he comes back. Maybe you want to take a little bit off of his plate. So let's go get the young guy. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I'm completely with you. You got to do what you got to do. Interesting the way that this fell. Folks, like I said, we're going to do a different format each week, but Mock Draft Monday is back. It's not always going to be just the top ten. We'll probably do something completely different next week. The way this worked out with no, no wide receivers off the board and three edges going in the top ten picks, along with what is a quote-unquote weak quarterback class getting two taken, This is a little out there, but, hey, that's the way that it rolled today. We're going to see what the evaluation brings, and we'll have a brand new one for you next Monday, as well as all of our in-depth all week long. Rob Rang will join us again, as always. We're going to be getting some guests as we roll through here and get into draft season. Hope you guys are ready for it. I know I am.
1: All right, so until next time, we'll talk to you all tomorrow. Peace.